morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. I got to be honest, I need a little energy today. Let's go. And here comes Strick. He's fired up. Always instant offense. Andy Strickland, Fox Sports Midwest, also the host of Hockey Sense every Friday at 4 o'clock from Schneidhorst. Raring to go. The Blues have three left, and they could still finish either first, second, or third. Isn't it Look crazy? You. You're breaking it down. Isn't it crazy? Uh, I'm going to channel the, the, my, inner, uh, my, analysis. my inner Dr. Rick right now because I know you're, you're worried about feeling me. less than 100% right now. I think it's allergy related, personally. Uh, I woke up with some allergies today. This is the worst time of year for me. So I'm fighting it as well. So we'll fight okay, it together good. and we'll get through it over the course of the next hour here on Five Night of the Fan. But we need to go a little bit crazy. I agree with that because our shows either you get me sick. have been lacking. A little bit of energy, so we need to raise the energy here today. Okay? All right, all right. Hey, that's Black what Hawks. I was taught. Even if yes. you're loaded on the weather, you got a show to do. You just show up, you do it. So, right. Strick, thank you okay. for being here. This hour brought to you by Offenberg Hyundai. They're located in O'Fallon, Illinois. OffenbergHyundai.com is yeah, the baby. website. You get a hockey wagon. You get a hockey wagon. You're an Illinois fan. You can talk some Illinois football. Talk some Illinois. Matt's a big Blues fan. He's had a lot of Blues Big games. Blues fans. Big Lo- Blues fans. In fact, I went to the game with him very early in the year. And it was the Blackhawks game where the Blues totally blew it. And I think mm. lost in overtime. Okay. They're playing Chicago tonight. I just remember early in the year. at the end of last year. That may have happened a couple times. Well, that happened too. Yeah. But early in the year, they coughed up some games. But the point is, you can go see Matt, whether it's a brand new vehicle or a pre-owned vehicle. They always have a great selection on the lot. O'Fallon, Illinois, Central Park Drive. It's Highway 64. Get off at Greenmount Road. It's easy to get to, and you'll have great service. 30th anniversary of being the original Hyundai dealer in this area. That's what Offenberg Hyundai is all about. Great-looking vehicles. It'll get you great gas mileage. Stop by and see them and start that search online at OffenbergHyundai.com. So Strick is here. Blues are in Chicago. And I guess it's a must-win if you're trying to win a division. If you lose tonight, you're probably not winning the division. More than yeah, likely. I think, uh, listen, I'm not focused on the division. Obviously, it's within reach. And if you can win the division, you go for it. I think that's the way you look at it. But home ice advantage would be so crucial. I mean, if you can get home ice, you know, whoever you play in the first round, whether it's Nashville, Winnipeg, even if you want to look at Dallas, I don't see any of these series going four or even five games. Um, so you're looking at a long series, potentially a seven-game series, one that goes the uh, the distance. And you know, there's nothing like having the game seven on home ice. You know, Winnipeg has a real home ice advantage. Uh, their fans get crazy. We all know Nashville, right? Garth Brooks or somebody comes out and sings the national anthem. <laughs> Carrie Underwood, 
so I believe they're called country those boogers. Little country, yes, I think I've coined that. You, I think you guys have stolen that. Yeah, from I have. Me. I have a yes. no. I, you coined yes. it. Yes, I've adopted it. Yes, but you get credit for it. Um, correct. Okay, appreciate that. Jeff Fisher will be there. Uh, Jeff Brooks Fisher will be, will be there. So all the country buggers will be there and going crazy, and they have a real home ice advantage there in uh, in Nashville. Even though the Blues have handled the Predators this year in head-to-head matchups, Dallas has handled St. Louis in head-to-head matchups in terms of who has the edge. I don't think that automatically carries over. In fact, a few years back, several years back. You know, Calgary at one point, they played the Edmonton Oilers eight times one season, won all eight games against the um, the Oilers, and then they lost in four straight in the playoffs. You know, the Blues, I was talking to Mike Liu, who's an agent for Tarasenko and some other guys, and, you know, he was reminding me his second year in the league, I think they finished with north of 100 points, and they handled the Rangers during the course of the regular season, and then they lost to the Rangers in the playoffs. So Hoff looked it up. It I think it was always, 1981. Yeah, it doesn't always carry over in terms of regular season success to the playoffs. I think if you're going to play the country buggers, which is the most likely mm-hmm. scenario, you'd like to start that at home. And the energy you've created now at Enterprise Center that you didn't mm-hmm. have at the beginning of the year, yes. your fan base, I think you want to be at home. To start. Obviously, they, no, you they know that home, too. Man, you absolutely they play well on the road. Were you no, but sincere? look at how well the Blues have played on the at, played at home. 81? Were you being sincere? Yeah. Because it was 81. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't. No, was oh, I thought year. you were no, joking. No, no, no 81 was a really good Blues year, yeah. but it was okay. disappointing yes. in their exit. I don't know if that's an awesome No, we did on them when it was the 50th anniversary, one of the best teams the Blues have had and you know, quite some time. That series, by the way, I think has a couple of double overtime games and stuff like that in it. So obviously it was it was it was taxing on, on Mike Lee with the goaltender and the rest of the team. But with that being said, uh home ice is always huge and the blues are obviously very comfortable on home ice at the Enterprise Center the way they've been playing as of late. They've been dominant on home ice. I haven't seen Chicago in a long time, but they actually saved their season a little bit. They were in the tank and then really came on strong. They came on strong, you know, under the new head coach after being completely terrible for a good stretch there after Joel Quimbo got fired. Um, but they still have the names that always scare you, right? Kane and Taves and and the rest of the group. They've got some good young players and Alec De, uh, Debrinkit. Um, they've got Strom, who's come over from Arizona, who's been very good for them, scoring a bunch of goals. So, you know, that's not going to be an easy game. This is going to be a tough game. I think our Chicago will certainly bring a good effort tonight, and this will be a challenge for the Blues on the road. I'm looking forward to watching this one. Why aren't the Hawks better? I mean, you mentioned the Taves and Kane. We know about that, Crawford being there. Why aren't they better? Well, Corey Shouldn't Crawford be had some injuries early on in the year. You know, a lot of the defensemen that you talk about, like, uh, you know, Duncan Keith and Seabrook, obviously they're aging. They're still good players. Seabrook maybe not as much as uh, as Keith. But the rest of their defense is really bad. I mean, there were games this year. Scoring goals has never been an issue for the Blackhawks this season. But you can't win every game 6-5, 5-4, 7-5. And a lot of the games they were winning, they were winning in that fashion. They were giving up a ton of goals. Way too many chances. Defensively, they are not a good hockey club. I should give strict. I should pump your tires. Is that okay. what it is? Yeah. Cutting your grass makes you mad. That means yes. I'm stealing your material, stealing yes. your gas. Yes. Pumping your tires is okay, but it was the Edmonton game mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and Hitch was back. Yeah. And they've got some top line talent, and I said, "Why aren't they any good?" And you said, "Their defense is terrible." Terrible. And then the Blues went out. I think it was five to one. And they had no depth two. offensively either. I mean, outside of their top two guys, they're like the only guys that score. For the Edmonton Oilers, they are a terrible hockey club. I mean, absolutely. It's going awful. Stephen A. here. No, it's amazing that they 
have as many wins as they do because they're just not very good. I feel bad for Connor McDavid, who you know has 115, 116 points, whatever it is now. Um, you have uh, Leon Dreisaitl, who's got north of 100 points. I mean, two of the top players in the league. But in the case of Connor McDavid, he's the face of the National Hockey League. The NHL cannot be happy to have him buried in a market like Edmonton. I mean, he's got to get out of there at some point if they don't find a way to turn things around because they haven't figured it out in years now. I mean, just a sinking ship there in Edmonton. They fired their coach. They fired their GM this season. Be interested to see who they bring in. Hockey Talk with Strick. You can chime in on the text line 855-282-8255, 855-282-8255. Jake Allen to get the start tonight. That's because the Blues play again tomorrow. Yeah. At home with Philly, then Saturday against Vancouver. Jordan Bennington, Rookie of the Month. I would have liked to see Bennington start tonight. I will say that. I think this will be a good test. He's going to have to play on the road in the playoffs. Not that he hasn't played road games recently. Um, but he's going to have to play some big road games. You know, Jake Allen hasn't played a home game since January 8th, I don't think. Against Is that the why Dallas they did Stars. it, you think? Well, he's pretty much been the, the, the road goalie. Jake Allen's been the road goalie. You've had you know Jordan Bennington pretty much be the home goaltender. But this is an important win. I've got faith in Jake. You know, he's played well in that building. There's no reason to assume he won't have a good game tonight. Jake will play fine. But I, I would have had no issue if Jordan Bennington would have played tonight considering what's at stake and how important this game is. Uh, a bit of baseball news. The Cardinals have made it official. They have moved the home opener to Friday. Yes, and that was under discussion the other day. All right, so 590 baseball leading you up to the home wow. opener on Friday. Wow. Let's do it. How okay. You know, how about that? <laughs> so the Cardinals. Everything is coming up great. It is. Your hop, isn't it? It's coming yeah, up Millhouse. So uh-huh. basically the, the same time timeline for everything. First mm-hmm. pitch, 315 with the Padres. That's going to be Friday. Instead of tomorrow's, so the home opener has been moved. So on Monday, I set up a tour for the Vancouver Canucks at Bush Stadium for Friday. And they said on Monday, they said the only obstacle will be if the home opener is moved to Friday instead of Thursday. So there will be no tour for the Vancouver Aww. Canucks on Friday. That is off the table. Maybe you can take them to like Heine Miney or something. Or <laughs> Old Champions school. Village. Just go, up, just go across the river and go to the Gateway Grizzlies ballpark. I like that. Show them that. TRG, what do you yeah. call it? Yeah, TRG. No, that's, that's the Rascals, right? No. What's, what's the Grizzlies one called? That's a nice And Strick was uh, nice tweeting stadium. about baseball last week. You like the, the card swag? I like the swag with the young players. Uh, you know what kills me about baseball? And today the big story is the bat flip, right? That was a great I bat mean, flip. Can we allow people under the age of 50 to actually like baseball again okay and this is what kids like this is what they get into baseball has become such an old man's sport and that's just the reality of it here in st louis it's different compared to the rest of the country because people love the cardinals it's part of our dna you grow up with it but it's not the case everywhere else so we're worried about a bat flip i mean the rivalry in yesterday's game with the with the washington nationals and the philadelphia Phillies. this is great for baseball Okay, it's awesome when you have hatred, uh, you know, one team and a complete, you know, stadium going up against a superstar player and that player hits a home run and the game gets three hits, bat flip. I mean, baseball is such an old man sport. It's so outdated in so many different ways, not as much locally. So hear me out there because here in St. Louis it's different, but everywhere else. It's just amazing to me that that would upset some people. It wasn't just that it was cool. 
It's the way he actually flipped. It wasn't like an awkward. That was like it was a, a Hall of Fame Hall flip. of Fame bat flip. <laughs> oh, I, we were talking about this earlier. The fact that Harper is going to be playing all these games every year, going back to D.C., facing the Nats. It's just it's even better theater. And baseball, you're right, has to embrace it. I don't know who's have some old school. Has Joe Morgan chimed in? I'm wondering who's actually complaining. I about haven't it. really seen outside of social media. Mm-hmm. Which people, doesn't matter. Which, you right. Know? I haven't oh, social seen... media matters. And what do you mean? Well, it no, matter? but if it's like a that's, guy that and... sets the tone for a lot of fans and for for, I mean, social media. We can't just like use it to your advantage when it when it when it supports whatever you're talking about. What and I'm then saying all of a is, disclaim it. No, what it, I'm saying is, you on, can't no. do a story. Yeah. And say fans are outraged at Harper. And that's the lead, and then you write a couple of paragraphs, and then at the bottom, there's a couple of Twitter feeds, and it's like, you know, Bill in Idaho, didn't care for it one bit, mm-hmm. and then there's another... Getting a phone call from the Philippines. Mm, how about Were they playing Rolling Stones Happy? That, yes, that's my ringtone. Wow. <laughs> I love that song. But I'm saying you, there are a lot of articles, and you'll read it, and it'll say people are outraged, and it's a couple of people with yeah. 12 followers that said, I didn't care okay, for it. Okay, all I'm saying is... What happened last night, I think, is great for the game. I think it's great for baseball. And the fact that it's even a storyline in a topic, and I've seen it discussed everywhere this morning, whether it's ESPN or whatever, SportsCenter, uh, Get Up. Have you ever watched Get Up? Not in a long time. <laughs> Get Up. Okay. Is it still the same? Yeah, but I hadn't seen of? it in quite some time. This was like one of the lead stories. I, I just couldn't believe well, this was even being discussed. shame on them making it a story. Okay. But there's people on there who agree with me, so... I, I, just, I agree with you. Yeah, okay, good. Because and, baseball is, let's just be honest, okay? Well, historically, it's the more stodgy of all the sports. Yes. It is amazing how young kids get exposed to certain sports. My eight-year-old mm-hmm. plays an occasional NBA, whatever the game is, on yeah. you know, the game. And now he's into it. And he'll say, Dad, did you know Steph Curry? And so he starts naming it. And I'm, oh, yeah. It's not like the Kilgore family sits around the TV and watches they love, NBA they, basketball. They love the NBA, and obviously the NFL was a big part of it, and hockey too. Like when I pick my kids up from elementary school or preschool or whatever, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I'm not going 622 blue on you. There are kids wearing blues jerseys and blues shirts and blue sweatshirts and blues hats everywhere. Okay? I don't see as many Cardinals as maybe you have Maybe you did in the past. You know, we grew up really loving Cardinal baseball, and they certainly still do. But I think the other sports are certainly caught up. And considering we don't have an NBA team here in town, um, all those players, the big-time stars in the NBA, these are household names for 10, 11, 12-year-olds. I think it's just weird how they they grab hold of that without any real instruction. Again, I didn't say, hey, let's sit down and watch Mm -hmm. Oklahoma City. He already knows who those players are. Now, I would disagree I don't think there's more blues gear in town than Cardinals gear. I mean, I'm telling you're talking about the young kids Uh, for young kids. That's an interesting thought. I'm not going to sit here and say there's more, but I see more. And, and, you know, I obviously I'm not taking a free, uh, a a poll here. Okay. Across the board in the city of St. Louis, we're Schaefer, but I think we have to accept the reality that baseball as a whole across the board is not as popular as it is here locally. So you better have some Bryce Harper bat flips that the kids can see and enjoy. I would agree with that, 100%. You know where you can go? You can actually have fun, and they don't care. It's Fast Eddie's. They're always having fun at Fast Eddie's. Doors open at 1 o'clock over the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They start at 11 a.m. We talked about Cardinal fans camping out, waiting to get in. Folks do that at Fast Eddie's. When the doors open at 1, there's already a line ready to go to be the first one to head to the grill to get a half-pound Fat Eddie burger. Peel and eat shrimp, shrimp, or shrimp, shrimp, basket of fries, all the great food. 
The tradition continues, although the prices have not changed in years. I love when you talk to Corey or Eddie, the, the manager up there or the owner, Eddie, and you ask him, when did you, when did you last raise your prices? Uh, don't remember. They don't remember. Great food, great atmosphere. Stop by Fast Eddie's Alton, Illinois. Doesn't matter if you got two people or 20 people, they can accommodate you. Huge parking lot right across the street. Alton is the uh, Clark Bridge. That's how you get there. Turn right. Can't miss it. Fourth and Broadway. Doors open at Fast Eddie's at 1 o'clock. Andy Strickland alongside. Blues in Chicago tonight. We mentioned Jake Allen playing. Jordan Bennington, back-to-back, rookie of the month. And I think it was 11 years ago, the last time a goalie was the back-to-back rookie of the month. It was Steve Mason in Columbus. Look at you. Is Binner Binner now a true rookie of the year? No, I think he has been. A guy who hasn't come on the scene until January. There's no question. I mean, Carter Hart was considered um, to be the first-team all-rookie candidate prior to Jordan Bennington coming on board. Carter Hart playing for the Philadelphia Flyers. He was on a roll. But what Bennington has done now, you look at his record, you look at where he ranks right now in terms of save percentage and goals against average. I mean, the biggest argument people are going to have is that he hasn't played enough games. Um, which I think does hold some weight. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, his biggest competitor is going to be Elias Pettersson, uh, Elias Pettersson, however you want to pronounce it, uh, out of the Vancouver Canucks, who had, you know, came on the scene with a ton of flash, a ton of flair. He scored some highlight real goals. He's had two games that he's had five-point games this season, and he's an unbelievable hockey player. He has 67 points. Um, doesn't have 80 points, doesn't have 90 points, 67. It's a good year. It's not an incredible season. He's got one goal in his last 20 games, I believe. So, uh, you know, he's trended um, down while Jordan Bennington has taken over and certainly trended up. What Pedersen did early in the year was unbelievable, but he hasn't been as good over the course of the last you know, two and a half, three months. So do we'll, the see, hockey, we'll do see how this plays out. And we, we argue about it in baseball. But I think the, a lot of the voters voted in December. I'll say that. I think they just placed their ballots in December, assumed it was a one-horse race, and aren't truly looking at it for what it is to recognize that it's a closer race if you dive into the numbers than people want to admit. Not saying Bennington should automatically win, but it's a closer race than I think a lot of the voters will admit. Do the hockey voters look at whether your team's a playoff team or not? That's should, the baseball should. argument for awards. It was should because, no, I, I said this to other people. He's going to call from Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> You're going to call from Chris Pronger. <laughs> if only we had him on the air. Where would <laughs> Vancouver be without Elias Pettersson, right? They'd be in the playoffs. Jordan Bennington came in when the team was basically done, and he's led them not just into the playoff picture, but in position to potentially win arguably the best division in hockey. I mean, it's incredible. Plus, he has five shutouts on the season. Um, He's beaten Tampa Bay twice. He's beaten Nashville twice. He's beaten Vegas. He's beaten Toronto. He's beaten the Boston Bruins. I mean, he's done this against the heavyweights in the National Hockey League as well. I've been impressing you with my knowledge, and this one I should know. Last rookie there was at Prongs. Uh, Barry Jackman. The Jacks yeah. rookie of the year. He won the Calder, yeah. Okay. Did Pronger win rookie of the Pronger year? Pronger did not. He won MVP. He did not. He or won, won the Norris. Norris. Did he win MVP? And he won the Hart as well in the same season. 2000. Back in 99, 2000. How about that? My first year covering the Blues. So, Jacks is the, so I mean, the history of the Blues, how many rookie of the year winners? I mean, just a couple? Jackman and we'll look it up. Oh, I mean, for rookie of the year? Yeah, I'm saying it's, it's a pretty Man. rare error. I mean, have somebody uh, at this level. at the end of the day. Jackman? We'll get to that at the end of the day. Uh, then there's the future Craig Berube. Mm-hmm. Frank threw out this idea. What if they win the first round, mm-hmm. get bounced in the second, mm-hmm. 
Doug Armstrong loves everything Barubi did, but he's also hearing Quenville wants to come here. Do you think it's even a question at this point? I think it's Barubi's job almost 100%. I think it's certainly worth a discussion. I mean, listen, if Joel Quenville wants to come here, you have to have that conversation with him. I, I think, though, um, a couple of things. First off, if you're the owner of the Blues, you got to look at the salary Joel Quenville is going to command. And is it worth it to pay him that much money if you have a guy who's done what he's done? Let me just put it to you this way about Craig Berube, because this is what he's done, which is the most unbelievable thing, in my opinion. I mean, he inherited a situation. Throw the record out. But I think it's been well documented. They really weren't a team. There were some issues going on inside the dressing room. I don't want to overstate the issues. I'm not in the locker room. But what he's done in terms of being able to bring the entire team together to what is now a team and to where veteran players are telling me this in private conversations that this is the tightest team and closest team they've ever been a part of. I mean, ever. And, you know, it was Alexander Steen, actually, who pulled guys like Ryan O'Reilly and Pat Maroon and Tyler Bozak aside uh, about midway through the season and said, listen, you guys have a voice in the dressing room. Like, you're new, but you have a voice. It was probably before the midway point. Um, and that went a long way for some of these guys, some of these veteran guys who came over. Um, sometimes you're walking on eggshells. It's not easy. You look at a guy like, you know, Tyler Bozak, who played his entire career in one city. You know, Patrick Maroon, who obviously didn't get off to a great start. He's comfortable. He knows a lot of these guys. He's been skating with them for years. You know, Ryan O'Reilly coming to a new team who got off to a good start personally, but, you know, probably didn't feel as comfortable inside the dressing room, certainly as he does now. Um, now they're a real team. You had some young players in there. You know, if, if you listened, and I said this last night on Cam Jansen's show, if you listen, He's got to, a show? Yeah, he does. Wow. If you listen to what Doug Armstrong said the other day, and I thought it was just so spot on, but I'm not so sure anybody really heard it, and I haven't heard it talked about since he said it, live on our broadcast on Fox Sports Midwest, when he said... There were a lot of guys on the team who wanted to get better and wanted to become a better team. And I'm kind of paraphrasing here. But he said they weren't willing to give up ice time to do it. So you want to get better. You want to bring in better players. You want to play with better players. But, but then, not at my expense. But then you're not willing to give up ice time. So that was difficult for certain guys who had been here to all of a sudden take a back seat to some of the guys who just come over. And I don't think Mike Yo probably handled it maybe as well as he could have. Certainly not as well as Craig Berube has in terms of managing the different personalities. You know, I think it, it takes a – that's a kind of a gift the good coaches have, um, and, and Barubi certainly does. And don't get fooled by Barubi's career as a player, okay, in terms of how many fights he had and how many penalty minutes he had, to assume that he truly doesn't know the game. This guy can break down the game. He's smart. Look at how smart the team is playing. You know, we all know that they're working hard. And they are going. They're they're going. You know what to the wall. Every and if they night. don't win, then they and didn't try hard enough. But yeah, if they win, yeah. They but play I mean, hard. he's they, he has them working smart as well. Hockey to me is not about tactics. I think every team has a system. You have to play to your system. Systems don't vary from one team to the next probably as much as you think. But who has their team playing the hardest game in and game out? You got to have some good players too, who can capitalize when situations present themselves. But what he's been able to do to bring this team together to make some tweaks, which he's done, to the system since taking over for Mike Yo, but also getting this team to play together, slotting players in the lineup where they need to be, 
You know, I mean, Steen to the fourth line was a big one. Steen, Shen to the top line. Steen to the fourth line. Shen to the top line. Robert Thomas up the lineup. Uh, Bo Meester and Pareko together. Okay, as your top shutdown pair. Um, I mean, he's made some moves. Craig Baru. I mean, uh, Jordan Bennington, obviously. You know, as as your number one goaltender. So it took some time for them to get to that point, but. This guy, I, and listen, everyone says, well, should he be part of the Jack Adams discussion and whatever? I, listen, I think that's the last thing on his mind. He, he could care less about the Jack Adams right now. I believe that. Uh, he, I went, he, he doesn't some people care. would say that. He doesn't care. And I'm of the belief. I know Ken Hitchcock won here in St. Louis after taking over for Davis Payne. I'm of the belief that you should have to coach a full season to win the Jack Adams. You know, it's one thing to be involved throughout the entire process in the offseason through a training camp and preseason and take over. I would have no problem if he won it. But when you look at what guys like Barry Trotz and John Cooper and some of these other guys, um, you know, the head coach out there in Calgary right now after he came over there from uh, from Carolina, um, I mean, they these guys deserve a ton of credit as well. And I don't think he cares <laughs> nearly as much as other people about the Jack Adams trophy. What amazes me about Barubi is in the past, and you know, you alluded to it, the chemistry, the room, mm-hmm. they never liked coaches who were too hard on Like Hitch was old school. They hated him. They hated mm-hmm. him. We get it. Okay. But they won a lot, but they hated him. Mike Yo, it seemed like, didn't have the command of the room. They kind of did what they wanted a little bit. It was too loose. But Ruby is tough. He's really not going to take any crap. No. But yet they're not complaining. Like, they're okay with yeah. it. You because, know what I'm saying? In the past, they would have griped. he's got the credibility. He's like a player. You know, he's got the credibility of a player. He's very direct. In terms of how he interacts with his players, like they know exactly where they stand, but then he won't ever turn around and embarrass you and bury you to the media or in front of the fans. Like he he, he just won't do that. So you know some coaches choose to do that. And let me just put it to you this way: when the players can see right through you, like if you're not treating every player the same, we all know. I've said this before: every player is not equal. You know, Tarasenko is not uh, equal to or Mackenzie McEachern's not equal to Tarasenko on what? the roster. But but they're all treated fairly. They're all treated the same way, with the same level of accountability. That galvanizes the team. That brings the team together. And that gets each of the players respecting the head coach. That earns your respect right there. When a player feels like the guy behind them um, is a phony or isn't as good of a coach as the coach standing on the other bench, in reality, that coach has no chance. I mean, they're screwed. We're talking about professional athletes, National Hockey League players. They can see right through that. And they got a ton of respect for Craig Berube. And what that means moving forward, we'll have to wait and, and to, to see. But he certainly has earned the right to be the head coach moving forward. I'd be shocked if he wasn't the head coach next season. Wednesdays with Strick. Andy Strickland's in the house. You can text away at 855-282-8255. Schnooks providing the Matt Carpenter salsa now from day one. There's also the spicier edition of the Matt Carpenter Salsa. While you're at Schnooks, make sure you download the app. You can assist with your shopping, guide you around the store, find those healthy foods you're looking for, and you get points. When you're leaving, they'll let you know how many points. You want to roll them over? It's kind of like playing the right prices right. The other day, I was at your Schnooks. Okay. Corner of Lindbergh. You see my wine guy or what? I did not see your sommelier that day. <laughs> But I'm checking out, and she said, you got 10 in there. And that's right at that point. We're like, ooh, that's a big number. Mm. And, and I looked at the audience and said, what do you think? Keep it. Roll it over. I rolled Keep it over. It. Rolled it over. I'm, my wife gets so mad because every time I go there, I steal it. 
Her points. Oh, all, yeah. the, all the points. I just empty, I the, I empty the tank every time just to mess with her. She's building it up, building it up. <laughs> uh, Schnooks also delivers. Schnooksdelivers.com. Everything you need under one roof. I guarantee there's a Schnooks in your neighborhood. They are embedded in the St. Louis community. And Hoff, what about two men in a truck? Not only for services, but maybe for a job. Martin, if you're looking for either a full-time job or if you're a college kid coming home for the summer looking for a summer job, why don't you look at two men in the truck? Make a career next career move with them. They are now hiring motivated movers and driver supervisors. Two men and a truck is perfect. If you are a college student looking for a summer job or if you need some flexibility, they offer great benefits and a fun work environment, too. They promote from within, so if you are a passionate, driven person and have a knack for customer service, now is the time to apply. Just visit careers.twomenandatruck.com to fill out an application today. And for those just tuning in, the Cardinals' home opener has been moved officially to Friday, same time, 3.15, Cards, Padres, the weather forecast, expected to be a little nasty on Thursday, so Friday will be the home opener. That's why they had that open date all along. Cards, Padres, everything timeline-wise, opening festivities, all still exactly the same. Quick break here. It's the coveted hour, the midday grind on 590 The Fan. Each time you leave, because darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. So it's 